ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you all the way down in New Orleans this time. Competition is Welcome to another edition of Hard in the Paint with David Grubb. I am so happy to be joined by a very special guest today. Um, I love baseball, and I don't get to talk a lot of baseball down here. This is football and basketball country. College baseball, we get to talk about that when LSU's playing, but we don't talk a lot of baseball. So I wanted to talk to someone who lives baseball, who breathes baseball. And I also reached out to her because she's a fan of the world's greatest baseball team, the greatest franchise in all of professional sports. And as she, she, you can't see, but she's representing for both herself and the Yanks. And I am wearing a classic Reggie Bar tee. So, you know, this is Yankee fandom. I will try not to make this too Yankee-centric, but I easily could, and I wouldn't have a problem with that. <laughs> so let me welcome to the show now the uh, host of Danny's Dugout uh, on a podcast and also a website, dannysdugout.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Danny Sapola. Hi. <laughs> welcome. That was a very you? like innocent high that I could possibly give right now, even though I'm definitely not an innocent person no. in any way, shape, or form. No, <laughs> and it, ju- it just takes a cursory glance of your social media, <laughs> um, of your YouTube, and I am not child friendly. <laughs> neither am I. You know, look, I, I I make sure the explicit language warning is on my Always. podcast. I tell people, hey, this is everything's not for kids. Let's have some fun. Let's be adults. We can have conversations. And occasionally when we have conversations, we say fuck. It happens. Fuck yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) And when you are a fan of the Yankees, I have said fuck many times. Many times. I said it. Mostly at Stanton and Sanchez. (laughs) Can he not get hurt? Can he not? He's made of glass, so apparently not. Like, I literally made a comparison the other day. I was just like, he's Mr. Glass. Like, he's literally from that movie by M. Night, however you say his last name. Shalom. Like, shout out, yeah, how, Shalom. like, I literally, <laughs> no one knows how to say his name. But, like, he is Mr. Glass. The guy just, like, walks the wrong way, and boom, hamstring strain. I'm like, I have one right now, sir, ma'am, child. Like, grow up. <laughs> Six, seven, 245. You know, just like he should be built. You look at him, he's you sculpt out of granite, and yet he's so fragile. And still, I, to do I don't think the Yankees stretching. have gotten their money money's worth out of him before we get into any of this. I don't think they've gotten their money's worth out of him. And I hope that he opts out of his deal as soon as he can, because that's money that could go in many other places. Praying to all of the gods right now, like, please. I would like a new catcher and a better pitcher. And please do not mind my grandparents yelling in the background. This is an Italian household and you cannot shut them up no matter what you do. You tell them that you have a podcast going on and they're like, okay, let's be even louder. Like, okay, (laughs) here we go. So like they're, they're a constant background and I can't get rid of them. (laughs) Don't worry about it. We've had dogs bark. We've had sirens. We've had everything. So you know how it goes. I've had people on their porches and hear, you know, cars going by. So it's it's casual. I'm, this is not meet the press. 
Right? Exactly. So I just don't, I'm not going to worry about that. Now, okay. what I find interesting is one of the, the, the things that I, when I uh, listen to your story about how you got into this and it's, it's happenstance, you know, a lot of us, a lot of folks on this side, I'm a, I have a journalism background. That's how I got into this wanting to be involved in the sports industry. That's and, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. You kind of, it just, you took, you, you did what a lot of people do. You turned a passion into a, a goal and a, a, a way of life now. So can you just talk about that and what inspired you to do this? So um, for those that don't know, I used to be a model. Um, I was mostly commercial lingerie, like, you know, that, that situation, like the typical, like, I want to be a Victoria's Secret angel. That was my goal in life. <laughs> like always so from when I was 10 years old and my family told me that, you know, baseball was not a thing for females. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, I'm 10. I don't know what I want to do. <laughs> it's fine. It's not a big deal. Um, and then I saw the Victoria's Secret fashion show and I was just like, oh, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And then that kind of took my life over. Um, and then, you know, um, as the world started releasing everything that is happening in that industry, which is not so pretty, um, I actually didn't see it for a while. I, I saw the good side of the modeling industry because I was protected by my father. My father came with me everywhere. I am a daddy's girl. And I was just like, I, I already knew, like my dad always warned me about that. And like the, the Coke era and like all of the bad stuff that always happened and all the bad guys there. So he was just like, if you want me to go with you, I will go with you. I was like, yeah, like, I don't want anything. So I never saw, like, I was like, what is he talking about? Like, I'm fine. Like, so after a little while, I was just like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm 18 years old now. Like, I can handle myself. Like, I'm 19 years old now. I can handle myself. It was that kind of a thing. And then I saw it firsthand. And I'm like, oh, oh, it, it does. Oh, okay. And then I, I it never happened. It ha Not to get all person. It happened to me once, but I, I was smart enough and like, my dad, my dad taught me really well. So I was smart enough to like get myself out of it in a very right. professional mannered manner. Though the Italian rage monster inside me was just like, don't kill this person. Don't kill this person. That means you get to go to jail. Don't kill this person. So I was just like, <laughs> I have to go. I have work. Okay. Goodbye. And I just like left. So um, after that, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. This is disgusting. And then like Me Too movement happened and everything like that. And I saw it before it happened. And then I found out that it was part of the industry, the company that I really loved more than anything else in this world, which was Victoria's Secret. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? So yeah. for about a year, I took off um, and I didn't know what to do. So I just stuck to my bartending job and I stuck to just being the crazy person that I am, having fun, taking on like, um, what are those those jobs? Like freelance jobs and stuff right. like that from mm -hmm. friends in the industry that I trusted. And they're just like, yo, we really need this and you're perfect for it. So I was like, cool. I'm not working with an agency because I don't trust them, whatever. So that was pretty much everything that was going on. And then one day I was just stressed because I just, I was stressed. <laughs> I was behind the bar. The Yankees had just won, which was good. That was the only happiness of me. I was wearing my Yankees, my Yankee hoodie behind the bar, Yankee, ha like whole nine yards as always. And uh, my friend walked in who was a Red Sox fan and went to a Yankee, uh, uh, Met Red Sox game or whatever. Previous, like, Why would anyone day. do that? Why would know, anyone go to a Red Sox Mets game? Well, he's a Red Sox fan and he's an idiot. So there's that. But um, he used to be a baseball player and I'd had no idea until this night. So 
he saw me, he saw that I was super upset and I was just like, I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know what to do next. And it was like bombarding my brain, even with the game that just like right. the Yankees won. And normally everyone knows that, that that just makes me happy. And I was just bombarded. And he's like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, I know how to make you happy. He's like, my friend is in town. He plays for the Blue Jays. Do you want to go on the field tomorrow? And I'm like, wait, what? I get to go on the fields and like I'm automatically smiles all around. And then I was like, yes, I want to go. So we went to the game. I'm just enjoying the hell out of myself. And I am a savage at Yankee stadium. I cannot control myself in any manner or shape or form. Um, so <laughs> I love your family, I, by the way. I love them. They, they just, they're loud. I, I love it. I love, my family is very loud too. Like, my favorite thing is my grandfather, like when I nodded my head, my grandfather came in and he was just like, are you doing a podcast? I'm like, and they're so they loud. Back, yeah, they go right back to being loud. Yeah, that's, you can't tell grandparents okay. anything. I'm in the, we're in the dining room. It's fine. I'm like, I'm still here. You can't tell grandparents anything. No, never. It's fine though. But because at least they're entertaining. My, my favorite thing is my grandfather came into the podcast yesterday, yesterday. No, Monday when I was recording and he handed me a glass of wine and we were talking about like somebody at that point and he just gave in his two cents. And I was like, well, that's what grandpa thinks because <laughs> grandpa is the reason why I am the way I am when it comes to baseball. Like I watched him growing up and I was just like, yeah, okay. Uh, grandpa, do you really think that these people can hear you? He's like, you're going to learn this lesson right now and you're going to remember it forever. Whatever you say to this television, they can hear you. And I'm like, <laughs> All right. And then all of a sudden I'm screaming at the television at my bar when I'm supposed to be serving drinks. And I'm like, yeah, grandpa was right. <laughs> grandpa was totally right. But to end my long ass story that I just gave, um, basically like we were at the game, I was having a great time. We were sitting in front of the family of the opposing pitcher. Like, so the, the Blue Jays pitcher mm -hmm. was sitting, like his family sitting right behind us. And like McCutcheon hits a home run. So I stand out and I'm screaming and the dad gets pissed because that's his son that he just had a home run off of. And he's like, this woman sitting in the wrong section. She got her ticket for him, a Blue Jay. <laughs> and I'm like, my friend, like I had my one friend on the left, my one friend on the right. And they're just looking at me like, please Danny, don't do it. And like holding my leg, like, please Danny, don't do it. Please Danny, don't do it. Don't say anything. And I just went under my breath and I was like, I'm sitting in the wrong section, bitch, you in the wrong fucking stadium. Like, get the <laughs> I'm like flipping out in my seat. And then I was like, Usa, Usa. And then the mother is just like, we're so sorry. We are actually Yankee fans, but that's her son. And I was like, I totally understand that. I was like, I'm going to sit here for about five more minutes and cheer on my team. And then I will leave you guys in peace so you can watch your son. But that was uncalled for. So I'm going to sit here and do this. And then my friend just starts laughing. So those five minutes that like all of that happened, he was just like, this, this is what you have to do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's <laughs> like, you have to talk about baseball, start a podcast, do like that part of my take situation, like call her daddy. He's like, figure it out, do something. This is what he's like. I haven't even watched the game within like three innings. I've just been watching you. You're entertaining as all hell when you watch a game. I'm like, Oh, okay. Then what? Wh I'm like, so now I'm like, I think way too much. So I'm not like, what no. the hell am I going to do? Call it Danny's dugout. Like, come on. He's like, yes, that's exactly what you do. And I'm like, oh, this might actually work. Huh. Okay. So I tested it in November and I was like, all right, let's see what happens. And I've, I had like, I want to say like 20,000 followers at the time, 20 to 30,000 followers. I don't really remember too much. Mm -hmm. My friends remember more than I do. 
And I just remember in like three or four months, I had another 10,000 and I didn't lose any. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? Like, I figured like all these people would be like, oh, she's, she's not like posting sexy pictures anymore. We're just out. They freaking flooded in and they're like, wait, she's pretty and she can talk baseball and she knows what she's talking about when she talks about baseball. I was like, okay, I guess I found a niche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the one thing that I have enjoyed about the fragmentation of media um, is that there's so much more room for unique voices. We don't have to fit into these molds that have been set aside for this is how you talk about sports. This is how you talk about yourself and you don't interject too much of yourself into it because people want to hear you talk about sports. That, that, to me, that was always bullshit. I wanted to be me. Yep. I want to talk. I want to talk about the game. I want to talk about stuff that pissed me off. I want to talk about the plays. Uh, there are mm-hmm. moments, you know, it's not just the outcome. It's the process. I want to talk about the process. And, right. and those things matter to me. And so I gravitate to people who are deeper in that regard. And, and what I liked when I was just looking you up was your authenticity. Like you said, you're being you. And you're not, it's clear, and I'm not saying this, I hope you don't take this that way, but it's clear you're not trying to impress anybody. You no, know what I'm saying? That, that's always been like my number one thing, even when it came to modeling. Like, I'm not here to play your part. I'm here to play my part. I, I have no idea what I came to this earth to do, but I know it was to entertain. And I say that all the time. I was like, are you not entertained? <laughs> like, that's like my line to go to, like that gladiator moment is my line. And it's not, I'm, I'm entertaining, but like, I still stay myself. Like there, there's no, there's no, like, let me say this that I don't even believe in because it's going to get something like, no, yes. screw you. I don't care. Like, and I will go after people who come after me. Cause I don't, I do not care. And I have a bunch of people who are like, Danny, just don't, don't do that. Don't engage. I was like, no, I was like, I have my opinion and they need to understand that it's my opinion and they can have the opposite of me, but you don't get to come at me and tell me like my lips aren't perfect or go after my body just because like, you don't agree with me or something. Like I will defend myself and I will, be authentic while doing so. And I even do the same thing when it comes to like my sponsors. Like if people come up to me and they're like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, I would never use that. I'm not going to tell my fans to use it. Period. End of story. Like I don't believe in not being authentic. Absolutely. And people can smell bullshit a mile away. When you're fake and they can, they hear it in your voice. They hear it in the way you present yourself. When they see you, they know, they know. And um, I do ask this into women because, ask this to women, my female guests, because it is a big, important question because I live it in a certain way as a black man in this industry. You live it in a different way as a woman in this industry. Because like you said, you're going to- No offense, to get- if anything, I'm probably even worse off in this no, no, because being I, a female firmly. in this, the, because like you got like, just it's more of just a gender factor when it comes to sports a lot I mean maybe not so much in baseball because I don't know I hate when it gets into a political conversation to be quite honest but I'm not being political no 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 I know it just it ends up being that in like people listening will end so I always try to say like I don't this isn't this isn't political this is just a fact like women aren't in sports women's sports are no offense even I don't want to watch women's sports okay I'm not gonna lie like I don't I don't when you put a softball game on I'm like no (laughs) I was like that's the reason why I didn't continue playing 
like baseball as a kid. Like I didn't want to, I don't want, I always wanted to play with the boys, but I got, you know, but you're a girl. And I'm like, so the F what? I don't care. I was like, I don't want to date, play with Susie Q over there because Susie Q is going to be like, well, she's not good enough where the guys might say that, but like, I need to prove it to the guys. Whereas Susie Q, I'm just going to punch her in the face. <laughs> so like when it comes to like females in this industry, they totally get overlooked because yeah, we might not play the same sport. Yeah, we might not be able to play this sport the way that you play this sport, but that doesn't mean we don't know it and we don't love it. And we don't, we don't, we can, we can definitely still have a conversation with a man and I can usually rip apart a man when it comes to baseball. And it's actually my favorite thing to do. I'm not going to lie. This one guy, this one guy came up to me and just like spitting off stats. And I was like, look, sir, ma'am, child, if you want to keep going, you might want to get your numbers correct. It's this one. It's this one. It's this one. It's this one. And it wasn't that person. It was actually this person. I was like, so do a little bit of research, then come back and talk to me because I'm not going to sit here and waste my time. No, I don't, I don't have time for people who don't do their prep. If you just got an opinion and you have nothing to support it, I'm not wasting my time with you because we're not having a discussion. What we're having is me trying to convince you that you don't know anything. And I'm going to, I'm going to work very hard at that uh, mm-hmm. because I don't have time to waste, but it's it, that part always drives me. So I love the fact that, yeah, we're, we're always constantly proving ourselves, but you're going to get asked that your questions. They're going to judge you on how you look when you walk in the room. They're going to think that, Oh, she's here to meet ball players. Oh, she's here to do that. Oh, that's the one that actually- Tell me, please give me a story. Please give me a story. So like, that's the one thing that irritates me the most is because people are just like, oh, she just wants to get with the fans. Like, she's just a pretty girl that wants to be like a baseball wife. And I'm like, that's the farthest thing in the world that I want to be. I'm like, one- Athletes cheat on their wives. It's a guarantee, okay? Unless they're Mariano Rivera, CC Sabathia. I'm sorry, you're getting cheated on. Like, I don't care. So I don't want to live that life. And then on top of that, like, this, I don't shit where I eat. Like, I'm not going to sit here and go and date. Like, no, I have friends, 100%. I have guys on the gate, uh, on our favorite team that are my friends, but that is it. And I literally can't even state that I'm friends with them because people are like, oh, they're sleeping together. And I'm like- yeah. Oh my God. And even like, they're just like specifically like, please don't mention our name. Like I only have one friend that I can mention his name and I even don't do it now because I'm like, it's not, they get, they get crap too. And then MLB starts questioning like, Oh, are you, I actually got this from like this company that wanted to use me as like their press pass girl, like go there and like do fan interviews, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever. But MLB was just like, no, she's going to want to sleep with the, the players. And I was like, I'm sorry. Do you know me? You don't know me. Why is that? That is an incredibly offensive thing to say because a guy would never get that question. I would never, I've covered plenty of women's sports and no one has ever said that I could potentially end up sleeping with a player. And the other, the one thing that I think that it truly is, is the, the M, the MLB, it's not, it's not even really the MLB. It's the BBWAA. They are a gang. Okay. They are a mafia. They are a gang and they do not want newcomers in any way, shape or form. So us podcast people, we get brushed aside and they don't let any of us come in or do anything. And that's why we tend to be like, no, we're fans. We're fans. And we're going to just make money off of all of these like sponsorships and stuff like that. Instead of, like working with you guys though that is like a dream of every podcast person talking about sports is to work for like their favorite network or something like that but when the bbwaa is sitting there like no they can't have new people like you serious right now like 
Hello, you guys are gonna die one day. You need to give in some people. Okay, thank you. And at least females. Yeah, they, I mean, it just needs to be a more representative body. Like you said, it's so old. It's so male. It's so white. It's just like these conversations about players when we have these Hall of Fame debates, when we have these types of things uh, in the season awards, you have people, there's the transition from what's important 30 years ago as far as baseball to what's important now in the game. There's so many writers who have been slow to adapt to that. There's so many writers mm-hmm. who, who just are still – the word I hate most is baseball purist because baseball has yeah. never been one thing. It's never. constantly changing. And yeah. so – I mean, I like to always say I'm old school when it comes to baseball because I am definitely old school when it comes no, to baseball. I, I, but I I'm not a purist. No, purist – what is a purist? You know, those are the people like who you just said. no fun. They want no fun is basically no it. fun. Because I love I, bat flips. Yeah, I'm a fan of bat flips. I, why can't we have them? Idea. I don't believe in unwritten idea. rules. I think they're bullshit. They're great. You know, I, what, they're what are even like, sometimes they're just, I'm like, what are the unwritten rules? Because all of a sudden something happens and I'm just like, what? But even, even sometimes it confuses me. A person who's a psychotic, like I read Alamax and freaking like rule books every freaking year, like a crazy person, just to make sure that I'm like, wait, what? Like I get lost. And then my grandfather has to explain it to me. And I'm like, what's happening? Like, I thought I knew everything. Mm-hmm. And there's always something. There's always those teams that are enforcers of the unwritten rules. And I just, just play and have some, I love watching. I even love watching like Mexican league. Um, the Caribbean League World Series. I love watching, you know, some of the Korean stuff because they're having fun. Yeah. They're having fun. And I think to me – Their announcers are so much better too. I don't understand a word that they're saying, but they're so much better. Because they're enjoying it. It's not (laughs) – we get too many here where we're treating it like golf. Yes. The other thing – the one problem with, like, the Yankees is it's very corporate. Yes. And like, it's not a lot of high energy. And the one thing there's, uh, they recently added a commentator to the pregame show, um, Ian Joy, who I absolutely adore. He's a good friend of mine. And they they just added him on. And I was like, yes, because he is excitement. He is passion and he's a soccer boy. So like they get, they get riled up they go crazy and it opened up like a little bit more to that european market too for Mm -hmm. us because now we're in london and now like we got this guy who talks about soccer with that scottish accent scottish english accent and he's excited and he brings something to the table and like you didn't his first show he was like i'm gonna be on today i'm like awesome they didn't put it up there they put it up on twitter they put it up his little section on twitter it was not live and i'm like Yo, this is amazing. I was like, this brought energy, and yet you took that energy away. That's just – stop doing that. Because we know 30 different pregame shows, they're all pretty much the same. They're all pretty much the same. Stop doing the whole, like – We've, I mean, we've yeah, seen all- every one of these little formats. Let's do something different. Let's do something different. I just, I just think the thing with, with Major League Baseball to me is that – First of all, I have a big problem with Rob Manfred. I don't know what your thoughts are, Rob Manfred, but I, I think right my, now. I had to fix my Etsy store today because I have a shirt that says remove Manfred. 
And everybody's just like, I got actually a bunch of like DMs about this t-shirt because they're like, it's fireman, Fred. I'm like, no, it's like a president. You have to remove him from office. It's like a senator. You have to remove them from office. He's in office for the MLB. So they has to be removed. I was like, fireman, Fred is not an actual thing. I was like, it's remove Manfred. Mm -hmm. I was like, so learn your freaking terms and go buy the damn shirt. So that way we can all go to a game one day wearing them and like, maybe MLB will listen or the owners will listen because the owners are the only ones that can remove him. And I don't understand why they want this because he speaks for the owners. And my question is why do the owners continuously allow this man to ruin the game? Like this is the game that you invested in. This is the game that you bought. Why? Because it's pissing off fans. And it started with the fact that they negotiated. Well, let's, let's, you go to all the way back to the Houston Astros incident, which has boiled over multiple times already, and you don't punish the players, which I think was an incredible misstep because you, you create a situation where the players were going to handle it on the field, and that's mm-hmm. what they've tried to do. And now and you've then got, they get in trouble more than the, those guys do. Like, bullshit. How do you, how do you get, make a guy give up 13% of his season in a 60 game schedule where you've already reduced his salary by a hundred games and he's a pitcher. So you're real. And they don't pay when you don't play anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's it, to me, that was, that was ridiculous to do that. And they knew it was coming and you didn't do your job as major league baseball to extinguish that before it even gets a chance. So then you get that. Then you get the fact that he lies about, the length of the season discussions the whole time. Whole time. Whole time. It was so disgusting because there the, – here's the one thing that really bothered me, though, because it wasn't – my friends don't hate me. But it wasn't just Manfred. It wasn't just the owners. Like, both sides of that party were so screwed up, and they only focused in on Monday. And everybody was just like, no, it's safety concerns, really, because the players aren't taking any safety concerns. They're still going out. They're still doing stuff, and that's why people are getting COVID. I was like, I mean, I have – dating shut up um but (laughs) there's like there's certain aspects of what was going on and it was it was all around money they didn't take safety and precautions in any like they're not even doing it they're all high-fiving they're all still spitting they're all still doing what they're not supposed to be doing which you know i totally understand because it's hard like it's habit you just want to celebrate you just have to spit you just have to like lick your hands and then touch the ball like it's it's just a habit that they have to like kind of get rid of but they didn't focus at all on that they didn't like okay we're gonna make sure that you guys don't leave your hotel rooms we didn't create a bubble which you should have created a bubble now they're talking about creating a bubble for the playoffs it's like you could have done this to begin with with the al east up here and that's it like you didn't have to do all of this and you had winter haven you have you know the grapefruit league you have the the yeah um, but florida florida and arizona were spiking at that time so that's why they, they decided to not do the bubble because those two areas which is what they were planning on doing we're spiking but here's the thing do you know how many baseball fields that are too par for mlb in new york true true disgusting amount a disgusting amount where they could have literally had all of the players come to new york and play in new york like new york is fine right now it's been fine for a while now we had it first we got rid of it first you could have figured out a way to put everybody right here and then do the same thing for the central at go a place where everything was fine. And there's definitely a few baseball fields there, figure it out. And same thing with the West. I mean, the West really hasn't had any issue in general, but like, what the hell? 
So, yeah, you see the NBA give a hundred and something page manual. We see that bubbles are the only things that have worked, whether it's been NBA, WNBA, NHL, um, you know, soccer, bubble, bubble, bubble. Baseball had literally seven months to put a plan together. Yep. And like you said, all they wanted to do was Focus deal with money. the money. And we and, and now you put it in a position, A, your players aren't safe. You got teams that have only played five games this season. And we're to, and you got teams that are already twenty percent of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. I, I, it just it makes it, no this sense. is a colossal failure on Rob Manfred. Colossal. There is like this. I'm going to, you know, give myself a pat on the back. But there was like this huge thing. A friend of mine called me and was just like, the, the season might get canceled. And now I was just like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I just got a phone call from a good friend of mine and the season's going to get canceled. Like they told him not to bother packing and coming in because he was, he was going to be taking on one of the injured players roles. He was down in uh, camp and whatnot and they were calling him up and then they called him back and were like, don't even bother. We're probably not going to have a season by Monday. So I was like, I need to hang up on the phone with you right now so I can drop this news before Passon gets to it. So like I dropped all the news, obviously Passon and all those guys didn't give me any credit, but like, and everybody's just like, the season's not getting canceled. And I was just like, the conversation was that the season's going to get canceled. Passon dropped it saying the season might get canceled. I even said it on my, I said it better on my Instagram than I did on my Twitter and Twitter usually goes crazy a little bit more. And I was like, I've told you guys millions of times to follow me on Instagram because that's where you're going to get me being able to actually talk to you, say something during like an Instagram, like story situation, instead of only having 140 characters to be like, oh, hey, the season might get canceled. Like that's not, no. So um, I, I dropped it on there. I said, and they're like, it's not canceled. They're just going to suspend the season. I'm like, I'm sorry. Um, just because it's a fancier word doesn't mean that it still doesn't mean cancel. Yes. <laughs> like, you guys are just, it's aggressive. It's aggressive. <laughs> but it, I just, they did not do anything correct. And they had the opportunity to do it. The players had the opportunity to do the right thing yeah. but none of them none of there's a lot of guys on here who are just like i'm not i don't i'm not gonna say who they are i'm not gonna say no. anything like that and i understand that people are like this is a very serious situation but like there's a lot of people out there in the world not even just players that are like it's the new flu okay it's just the new thing that we're gonna have every year we just need to figure out a way to like you know get a flu shot situation or whatever like there's a lot of people out there that think that and there's a lot of people out there who are just like super you know like we're gonna be extra precautious so it's like what do you expect you have like how many players in all of mlb you think all of them are gonna think the same way like most of them just want to go out there and play and then they want to go get a beer at the end of the night and i can't really blame them because i want to get a beer after i do a podcast all the time too Let's talk about the division races. Okay, so Yankees are in first place. They're not perfect by any no, stretch. No, that no. roster is not perfect. But they're no, sitting no. in first place right now. Um, the AL East has not been as competitive maybe as I thought it would be coming into the season. Boston clearly has its problems. Uh, Toronto clearly has its problems. Uh, it really seems like in the East it's – Yankees double race. I mean, 100%. Race. I, I mean, 
I hate saying Devil Rays too. I totally understand. Um, it's definitely Yankees Rays. Um, 100%. Uh, that's definitely going to be the race, especially because the Rays have really good pitching. They do. They have solid pitching and that's what they always get past us. And then on top of that, I'm like, I hate the trap. Everybody hates the trap. Even the players hate the trap. But at the end of the day, that field does so well for them because people like players like the Yankees who are used to real, like actual dirt and grass instead of turf, like they have a harder time playing there and playing defensively there. And then on top of that, they have like Judge who always hits the roof of the trap and then gets a home run. Like that's what you have to like the dynamics, the aerodynamics of everything. It's just stop building domes. Baseball's never meant to be in it. Like, like, or build ones like Seattle has or like um, Houston, Toronto, Toronto has, where you can open it up later. When So that way you could still have the game. You could still have your grass. And then you just close the dome on the days that, you know, it's raining and the game's happening. Yeah. That makes and- any sense. See, this is where I'm old school. People that are trying to be like, stop bunting, get rid of that. But like, that's a really bad tactic of the game. Like people that are like that, I'm like, stop watching baseball. Go away. Because you're, you are the fans that Rob Manfred keeps listening to for some reason, instead of the ones that have been here since day one. You're like the, the 2004 gross. Red Sox fan where they just became a Red Sox fan because they just started the hype. Like, no, that's not allowed. You didn't suffer. You didn't go through all of the crap. Like, Go away. Just go away. Stop being a bandwagon person. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, the Central is super competitive. Super, the Yale Central yo, is I, super competitive. I, I, I haven't really paid attention to the numbers in Central because obviously I'm always so focused on the Yankees. Right. But like, how are my White Sox doing? Because those are like my Central boys. They're solid. They're playing but solid. I mean, it's the, the Tigers and the White Sox are doing well. Um, so... I it's think probably the, Minnesota that's still kicking ass and taking names like always. So, I mean, it, it, but I think that out of, of the American League, that's the most competitive division because the, the, yeah. the West is falling apart. I mean, look, Astros – Watching the Astros fall apart is just wonderful. I yes. can't lie. So and, pretty. And living in Louisiana, because Houston is so close, you know, there are a lot of Astros fans here. I spent a lot of time when I was a kid going in the summer because that was the only ballpark that was nearby. So we would end up going over to the Astrodome. So, but there's there's a lot of Houston folks here, and they I got I took a lot of heat on my radio show for for saying that yeah they cheated. It's 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 plain and simple. They cheated. They should be punished. You got heat for that here? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, People don't want to hear. It. They think you're whining, and I'm like, it's obvious. Play the tapes. Look like, at that play series. the tapes. Yo, Look at the I, series. I will give John Boy his credit for really like going in and finding those videos and really just like showing it to people and being like, what are you going to tell me that it's not true? I mean, people, this has been something that's been going, everyone has known about it. Everyone has known about it. No one has said anything because, you know, there's still like, there's still a little bit of a mafia situation where it's like, you don't rat. But here's the thing, when you're literally stealing World Series and just getting away with it and the the MLB, like Manfred, the like no one's doing anything about this and they know about it. Excuse me, what? And they basically oh. destroyed the evidence. They did the yes. same thing the NFL did. 
you know, you, you, you can't you, do that. Now, instead of, instead of being on the right side of the situation, when they first happened, you figured it out and you got rid of it and you got rid of them and you made sure that they were out of the world series that year. The Yankees would have had that world series. It would have been the 1996 all over again, because I'm sorry, Dodgers fans, but you gotta be honest. We were going to kick the living shit out of the Dodgers. Okay. There was no if, ands or buts about that. No. So Look like, at no, they would kill the Dodgers. You don't even have to. You like, I get it. So, like, the Yankees would have been playing the Dodgers in 2017, and only if they literally all they had to do was go, "This is wrong." We're going to tell the fans that we found it, we saw it. The fans are going to like love baseball now because they did the right thing. Then they could be like, "Screw you, football, get it together." Like MLB fans would have gone crazy for that and appreciated MLB, trusted MLB. But now you you lost a crap set of fans on top of the fact that you're losing fans consistently over the years, and now like you're just pissing off fans every day every single day and it makes no sense that this man is still in power over baseball no sense he doesn't None. even know how to market the game no you every sport is star driven and the greatest players in baseball cannot no be one recognized. knows who mike trout is no one no one i mean don't get me wrong the guy has no personality in any way shape or form no offense mike trout but like no one knows who he is you go and ask any baseball, any baseball fan, okay? Like, yeah, obviously, it's, it's a very – baseball is very, like, state by state by state. But, True. like – But I doubt most can, Angels fans, if there are any. I don't know how many there are, but most Angels fans have no idea what he looks like on the street. He looks like – he's nondescript. He looks – he's a dude with blonde hair. Yeah, I mean, but that's probably why, like – Baseball guys kind of like. There's got to be a, a certain factor of baseball guys that actually kind of like that factor. Where like, but I hate like, the, why you, when you have personalities and baseball. To me, when I grew up, and I hate dating myself in this regard, but baseball is full of personalities. The Yankee teams that I grew up on were the Yankees have always been full of personalities. True, to, true. The team that really were, had other person like other than like the Red Sox. No, I mean, but think look, when I came up, the Yanks had Dave Winfield and Wright, who is my favorite player. Yankee player of all time. I wore 31 my entire life for Big Dave. In center, didn't really matter, but we had Ricky in left, Mattingly at first, Willie Randolph at second. You know, like those teams were what I grew up on. So, they, and they were all different guys. Mattingly, the guy from Indiana, Ricky being Ricky. And then you had those got Ken Griffey Jr. character in Seattle. You know, you had all these different Cal Ripken Jr. There, every team you knew at the very least, you knew the stars for sure. every team in the big leagues. Now, and even if you weren't a baseball fan, right now, you, you said Cal Ripken Jr. Everybody's like, oh, okay, I know who that is. Can you like, and if you, games, if you, don't know who that is, you played know. baseball games of all types, you know, video games, all kinds of stuff, baseball cards, all huge, everything. Baseball now, like you said, it's so regional. It's so regional that teams, people only care about their team in their city and they have no concern about who the other stars are around the league. And fans yeah. in general, baseball doesn't sell individual stars. They don't. And then on top of that, like they try to they they try to follow the routes of other sports. And it's like you're not basketball. You're not football. Your fantasy situation is not going to be the same. Like people aren't able to follow 30 teams 
in like a day because there's a possibility that that's happening. So like you're going to have a hard time really promoting a fantasy thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. A lot of people I know that do it. I can't, I can't even do it. And I, I love baseball. It's just too much, but like, it's so easy with football. So easy to watch multiple games of football because there's less games. Okay. But you can't do that with baseball. Like when this 60 game season's over, everybody's just going to be like, no matter who wins it, it wasn't a real series. No. It wasn't this. It wasn't no that. No matter what happens, because baseball's 162 games. Baseball is from February to October. No ifs, no ends, no buts. And if you change that and you ruin this game, and then I'm sorry, I do not like this whole new playoff situation that they're proposing to be like, stop fucking with the game and just promote it correctly it's really not that hard to get somebody into baseball because i can guarantee you that i've gotten at least 10 people interested in baseball and they didn't know a goddamn thing about it because they're like yo your passion is amazing your excitement is amazing you make me want to understand this sport because how do you get so passionate about it well here's how you do that why why is it so difficult to do, I don't understand why it's so hard for them to understand this and to create something for fans to enjoy. The other part that I think baseball has failed at is there's the stolen base is gone. The triple is gone. Like you said, they're trying to get rid of the bunt, basically. Small ball is gone. Small ball is gone. But I mean, it's just it's- baseball. I mean, like, just hitting for the gap and trying to move guys, just playing the Small game. It's, it's softball. We're playing softball for the most part. Beer league softball. See, do you understand why I don't like softball? Yeah. (laughs) But no, but this is the thing. This is what, like, small ball is gone. No, the only players that play small ball, at least right now, are DJ LeMayhew, who is the most underrated baseball player of all right now. And everybody's just like, oh, it's Jaron Jones. Oh, it's Mike Trout. Like, did you see DJ LeMayhew? That guy is a machine. He never doesn't hit a ball. And he's always getting balls in second base. Like, he is an amazing baseball player. He is, except he's super boring. And he's yes. not the kind of guy that you want to promote in any way, shape, or form. Because he can he's not And he's from down here, too. He's a Louisiana boy. Yeah, he's at uh, I, LSU. Yep. <laughs> he was on the 2009 uh, World Series team. Mm-hmm. Well, College World Series. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, and now he's a Yankee when the Yankees won the World Series. Oh, look at that. Okay, sorry. I didn't put that comparison in my brain until just now. But like, you have guys like that, and that's baseball. That is real baseball. Gio Rochella, that is baseball. And not not your stupid Stantons, your Sanchez's who just strike out 24-7 and don't actually do anything for your team. This That's not – long ball sucks unless there's small ball happening. Long ball is not exciting when it's just one home run. It's exciting when it's a three-run home run because somebody played small ball to get onto the freaking base so that way when you hit a home run, you drove in more runs. That is the only way you're going to get excited. And like you said, the strikeout or home run, strikeout or home run. And that balance is so much – I think that's infected the playoffs so much because all you're looking for now in the playoffs are pitchers who can throw fastballs. If you can strike yeah. people out, you can ride that to the World Series where you used to have a complete staff. Now it's give me two or three reasonable starters who can strike people out for five – and then I'm going to go to the bullpen for every inning after that. And, and that just, or, or you're going to go to the bullpen after that, and you're going to play all of the crappy bullpen guys. You're not even going to play the good ones. Like, 
What like, is going on? The I epic- called my friend last night and I was just like, why didn't Lowe get put in last night? Like, why Why did you, like, we gave up six runs. We didn't need to give up if you just put Loasi good. Because, like, the kid is a good two-inning pitcher that could have held off those things. But instead, you put in a one-inning guy instead of a two-inning guy. What are you doing? I'm sorry. Can I volunteer a tribute to be the manager of the baseball team and tell everybody who tries to tell me to do a certain thing with that team to go scratch and watch me win a World Series? You, you got it. Just uh, let uh, the guy do his job instead of telling you what to do. Or since it's Boone, I really don't know who's calling the show. It's so overmanaged. Baseball is so overmanaged now. By analytics. Just play the damn game. And I'm, I'm not against analytics. I mean, they help you make decisions, but they yeah, should not be the decision. Mm-hmm. And, and the human part of it is important. I love talking to scouts. I love looking for things. I love hearing when a guy says, or a scout says, the ball sounds different off this bat. You know, yes. those simple, that's something you can't quantify. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With a number. You can know the exit speed. You can know all those things. But there are certain sounds when you hear somebody connect with the ball that, that even if you're not even looking, I know an Aaron Judge home run by its sound. It's sound. Yep. It pops differently yep. than other people's home runs. That's and, actually like there's, there's a really good movie that my grandmother showed me when I was a kid. What was um Trouble with the curve. Yes. It's like a stupid, it's, it's whatever. But like, there's a moment where she, he's like, I, cause he's the, he's going uh, blind. Clint, East, Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's blind. He's, he can't see shit. And he's just like, go over there so we can figure this out. And she's just like, and he, he heard something. He's like, it's not worth it. Whatever. She's like, how do you know? You can't even see. And he's like, I can hear it. And she, he was trying to teach her that. And then when she finally heard the, the pitch from the one kid, and she was just like, do that again. Like, you hear it. It's not just a number on a piece of paper. Because guess what? That number on a piece of paper couldn't tell that that guy couldn't hit a curveball. So that trouble with the curve is a real thing. But Moneyball is also a real thing. I can't believe I'm comparing movies right now. This is ridiculous. But, like, Moneyball is also a thing. But here's the thing. Analytics are going to get you to the playoffs. They're not going to let you win those playoffs. Period. End of story. Old You've not seen ball, an analytic team win one. No, You've not seen an analytic team win a World Series. You see them get to the playoffs. The Athletics got to the playoffs, but they could not win the World Series in the re- well, playoffs, period, because you cannot win off analytics. You can't. Because now that's playoffs is when it's all up here 100%. It's not 99%. It's 100% all in mental. And it's all small ball, and it's it's the game that analytics doesn't. How did the Royals win the World Series? <laughs> they did the little things. They played great defense. They didn't have the best pitching in the world, but their pitchers yeah, did their jobs, and they didn't give up errors. And they, like you said, when it was time to drive in somebody, they didn't. They didn't hit a whole bunch of home runs. I don't. I think mm-hmm. they had one guy on that team who had thirty. The rest of these guys were, were just professional hitters who scored runs when it was time to score runs. And I just think that, yeah, I would love to see more diversification of the, the approach to the game. If you want to be the, the, uh, uh, the uh, a bashing team, do that. But let's also find a place for ball players, people mm-hmm. who can do all the things in the game rather than just, I got to hide you defensively so I can get your bat. Yep. You can't have eight guys like that on teams anymore. Oh, you kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of DHs. There are a lot of DHs out there. 
a lot, but, and that don't even do their job. Like your job is to hit the ball and you can't even do that. Like why, why are we paying you $300 million? Somebody explain this to me. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. sense. Um, what are the things Alex Rodriguez, who I hate? Oh God, don't even bring that guy up. I hate him. I've hated him since the Yankees first signed him. I'm so happy that today in history is the day that he stopped playing baseball. Yes. I mean, like, <laughs> I never wanted him. I never rooted for him. I, I have a, you know, I, I have a framed front page from the 27th World uh, Championship, and he's in the picture but his back is turned and that's the only redeeming part of that picture is that I can't see his face. You know what I mean? Like this is the New York daily news cover. They're all running at Mariano and then there's Alex's back. I did not want the one with him with his arm stretched out from that angle. I, I, I made sure no one sent me that one. So mm-hmm. now he wants to be I want with that is Derek Jeter, not him. And then, so he wants to be an owner. And yet, the guy who signs two of the biggest contracts of all time, the first thing he starts talking about is a salary cap. What are you doing, man? That is the most hypocritical thing I've ever heard from a player transitioning into management. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's why I, like, it's, it's, not, it's not Mr. Rodriguez. It's, mis, it's Mr. Lopez from now on. Let's be honest, okay? And, like... I, I hate just, to say, but if anybody's a star fucker, it's Alex Rodriguez. I mean, I'm just saying. Madonna, Jennifer Lopez, who is also a serial, serial monogamist, right? So, I mean, Alex... <laughs> Alex I think Alex is most in love with himself, but he's, he, he's, he's a star fucker. He's a star 100%, fucker. But his only, he doesn't have a career anymore. He's just writing off the fact that he's now getting married to J-Lo and he had a, he had a career. And he's found a way to, to make that fake hairline hold steady. Because that is, that is the fakest hairline I've ever seen. I know. And uh, I, I honestly, I made a comparison the other day of our president and his hairline. And I was just like, let's, let's compare which one's worse. <laughs> Alex is kind of like Lego hair. Like, it looks like you could lift it right off in one piece, solid. Exactly. I'm like, which one's really bad? The one that just looks like it's kind of like mop hairs or the one that literally looks like solid? And then it's like, okay, we just put you here on the mantle and hope that you don't break overnight because, you know, you're glass. Even though my bet is that this season, if it does finish, that this world, and we both said this World Series means nothing. It, it doesn't. No one will ever give it any credence if there's a no World Series. Especially if the Yankees win. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, no one. If the Yankees or the Dodgers win, no one's going to no one's gonna care. No one's going to care because they're going to oh. say it's rigged for them anyway. But they're gonna, I'm going to be like, look, this is just MLB giving us our rightful championship that we actually deserved in 2017. What do you think the impact is then to have a year where the World Series – doesn't count. We already have one of those. We already have one of those. 2017. <laughs> it does not count. And no one's doing anything about it. No asterisks, no nothing. Right. They didn't get punished in any way, shape, or form for that. And we, so I'm, I'm saying it's already happened. So we already know what it's like. And if anybody thinks that that's, that's a real World Series, it's just because you're an Astros fan and you're butt hurt. So how do you approach the rest of the season as a fan? Are you just, you know, and as an observer, are you... I'm kind of just letting it play out. 
because I can't take anything from the numbers. I can't take anything because there's no, the, like you said, baseball is 162 games. There's a rhythm, there's an ebb and a flow. Guys go through slumps and they work their way out of them. Their slump could be 40 games because of the way these things have happened. Yeah, that's baseball. It's a very humbling sport. Very humbling sport. You can have a hot streak for three weeks and then all of a sudden you're done for the next year. That's baseball for you. But um, honestly, as a, as a fan, I'm just so happy to have sports back. I'm really pissed that I can't go to a game and I think that I should be able to go to a game if I want to go to a game. But like, that's just my personal point. We're not gonna get it, shut up Danny. So I honestly, I really don't care if it counts, if it doesn't count. I really don't care. If the Yankees win 28, I'm gonna be like, Yankees win 28, I don't care. Because I want sports, I want baseball. I want it more than anything else in this world. I was dying without it. I was lost. My dad kept calling me, making sure that I was okay. Like I went and I stayed with my family. Like after like two weeks of quarantining myself because I'm with a 93 year old in this household. I like, I came right here to my family because I knew I could talk to my grandfather about old games and we could watch historic games in this and the third and just still be immersed into it, I guess. And like have a saving grace. Like honestly, on a mental standpoint, baseball and sports means a lot to the world and to lose them for the period that we lost them sucked. And it brought a lot of people into this like hole that they couldn't understand why they were so upset. Like they kept on blaming quarantine. They kept on whatever, but I have a lot of people that I know and I wrote an article about it, but they were just like, I am lost without sports. If I at least had something on TV right now, I was a sport. I think I would be doing so much better because I could have a reason to vent and have something to rant at or do like get mad at or get excited about. And right now I got nothing. So I'm just happy to have sports back. I don't care if it counts. I don't care if it doesn't count because on a standpoint of everything that's happened in the world, we needed sports. We needed something to just distract us from everything else that was happening. Yeah. And and I tell people that too, is like, just be grateful, just be grateful. Mm -hmm. Whatever you get out of these seasons, um, ultimately, I'm thankful that the athletes have taken the risk. Yep. Um, I hope that the leagues do their jobs in protecting their players. I don't, I don't want to see anybody get it, you know, ill from this or ruin their career because of something, uh, complications from this. We know that can happen. So I'm just trying to be grateful. I, I, you know, as a fan still, yeah, we shit on players when they perform poorly. But I'm oh, yeah, not, it's never going to change. But I'm not going to judge a guy um, personally based on you know either the decision to opt out or whether or 100%. not 100 percent. look it is what it is i'm thankful whatever you give me i need to be appreciative of if we only get 60 games if we only get 40 in the season has to stop that's 40 more than we would have had anyway so yep. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna take it that way I, I completely agree that's pretty much where i was at at that because just get, I don't care. Just, I just want to see something that's live and happening right now instead of watching 1996 again for the 10th yeah. time. <laughs> Having Michael K. call the same game three times a week on, uh, <laughs> can get pretty, it can get pretty dull. Um, it can. And some of the stuff Coney's been saying on the show, I'm like, 
What is happening? What happened Cody? to you? Yes. What happened to you? I was like, you suck now too. Yeah, and then he's just like, great. he was literally talking about being all about this whole seven game double header situation. And I was like, Coney, get the I listened to this. No, no seven games. That is bullshit. That is not baseball. We are not playing little league anymore. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. no, a double header is 18 innings of baseball and you better play. The whole point is that it's timeless. That's the whole point is that there's no clock. It goes forever. So you can't change it and put it. I hate the second base in overtime. This is the stupidest just thing ever. That's giving up everything. Like when I remember telling my grandfather, he's like, there's a second. Wait, this is something. My grandfather was freaking out. And I was just like, well, I know where I get it from. <laughs> put a guy in second. Bunt, sacrifice, fly, run scores. Oh. Boom. And you're going to put your fastest guy there. Of course, like I put Tyler Wade there in a heartbeat. Heartbeat. Mofo ran from first base to home. I'm putting him on second base if that's happening. It's yeah, so all you gotta, If you lay a decent bunt down the first base line and, and ha- send your guy on the contact, mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it was the stupidest. You cannot end you, – you put the pitcher in a position where he's already got a pitch out of the stretch. And, I mean, I would have rather – if you're going to do that, do start him off with one and one. Start him off with a count at one and one if you want to do something and speed it up in, in the extra innings. But don't change the game that fundamentally where you are why literally – Why are you trying to speed it up in general at all? What, what, what's going to happen? What, what is going to happen? They've been I, I don't know, but I'm just saying there are better options to consider if no, you had to do you're something. Playing, you're playing nine innings of baseball. What is another inning of baseball going to do when it comes to this whole COVID situation? Nothing. You've already been in contact with all these people for nine innings. So just play the game like you're normally supposed to play the game. Stop speeding it up. There's no point. There's literally no reason to do any of that. No, the only problems with speed is get your ass in the box. Mm -hmm. That's my problem. Get your ass in the box. Those types of things. Yeah, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Get in the box. They're not supposed to do it in the first place, but they keep doing it anyways. Yeah. So enforcement is a big thing. Now, before we close, I want to have some fun. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some random questions and let's see what you do. All right. What player do you hate more than any other player of all time? All time. Who's the most hated player that you that in, in your baseball fandom? Oh, my God. That's a really hard question. Um, I will tell you mine while you think. I'm like, I got a lot in my head right now. I have a lot, but mine is David Ortiz. Uh, No, I can't hate David Ortiz. I hate David Ortiz. He's he's such a nice guy, though. He is a nice guy, but I don't give a damn about that on the field. He's such a I I didn't give a damn about that on the field. He's ruining my life. That whole that whole team in particular. But Dave Roberts, I will never ever ever forgive Dave Roberts, and I certainly hate Trot Nixon. I. That's one of the guys I hate, hate, hate is Trot Nixon. It's uh, all of them are Red Sox. Like all of my top. Always, I know. That's people. why I'm sitting here. I'm like, uh, like a lot of they're, them. They're, yeah, they're like 50 Red Pedro Sox. Pedro was like, our nightmare too for us for a while I, when he was for on. For some reason, I didn't hate Pedro. Like you don't I, hate Poppy? I didn't hate Pedro. I see. Until, here's the thing. I didn't like him until I found out that he was the guy that was helping Severino. And I was just like, Okay. I mean, there was something about a guy 5'10", you know, coming in. My two favorite postseason performances. One was Pedro coming in from the bullpen against the Indians, and he only had one pitch. 
He couldn't throw the fastball. His arm was hurt. His shoulder was hurt. All he had was the changeup. And he goes seven innings with just the changeup. The other one, unfortunately, it was also a former Yankee, El Duque, coming in for the White Sox. The bases loaded, nobody out, and getting out of that jam. I love – El Duque is on my all-time Yankee pitching staff because I love him. No, Q is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Okay, I I figured it out, and this is because I was – it was when I first got into baseball, like – and actually, not when I first got into baseball, but this was, this was like when I first started yelling at the TV because I was like, oh, let me be like grandpa. Randy Johnson, he was a Yankee and I pissed me off every single game. I was like, why is he pitching? And I was like a child. Randy Johnson is my vote on this one. Yeah, I never, he was another one of those people that you're like, he's 40 and you're giving him that much money? Why are you doing that? Back is hurt. I didn't, I was like, those were so many grasp at straw moves that started with the Rodriguez deal. All, everything that came from that, that's why the Yankees only have one title since then. I believe that if they had not signed Rodriguez, look, won three World Series with Brocious, who I love. I love Scotty Brocious. But he batted 205 during the regular season. But he, he cleaned up everything at third, and then the postseason mm-hmm. he met 400. That's so, the most important. So, I love Scotty Broches, and you, if you could have found me another Scott Broches instead of Alex Rodriguez, I would have been so much more happy. Facts, I completely agree. Now we have it. His name is G. Urshela. Yes. All right. So here's your next one. Favorite Yankee win and most disappointing Yankee loss. Favorite Yankee win, honestly, would have to be the most recent. It was uh, when Aaron Hicks made that diving catch. Because like, I'm going with the most recent one instead of like all of the classics, obviously, because that game was stressful. And I was working and I was freaking out. And it was the day like my boss was like 89 years old, okay? And he knew I loved baseball. And but that was the day that he really saw it and he was laughing hysterically. And that's like the last time I really saw, saw him laugh because he passed away from COVID and whatever. But like, like, I will never forget that. I will never forget that catch that Hicks made. And I just, so beautiful, so beautiful. My second favorite catch of all time by a Yankee. Obviously the first one, it was when Derek Jeter dived into the stands. And then um, my least favorite. Yeah, the most painful loss, yeah as a Yankee fan pick a world pick a playoff game during the 2017 and pick a playoff game from during the Astros situation because we all knew that they were cheating and I was livid all right let me let's see this is this is mine okay my favorite Yankee win is 1996 when they won game six and closed the World Series See, out. You're older. You remember the good old. ones. So, I, like, but that's that's the whole thing is that, but it's a continuum because you're a Yankee fan and you grow with your memories that the, the ones that are formative for you. And I have mine and my dad has his. And so that's why I loved it because the history continues. And, you know, history con- when he talks always. about Mickey Mantle, when he talks about Elston Howard, or when he talks about those guys, See, like, I'm trying to go with ones based on my, li- like, life. Oh, I only like, talk about I stuff I watch- saw. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm trying. I'm like, okay, like I remember these. Ga- I remember these things, but I was a child, and I can't sit here and be like, oh, though this happened, this happened. So I'm not even gonna bother saying like those games because I know like these are fresh in my memory, and that game was stressful, and it was amazing, and that game just I'm gonna kill Altuve. So my, like I said, the win was yeah. 96 because I was in college at the time. I was a junior in college. The Yankees lost the first two games to the Braves. Every, like, half my classmates in one of my classes were from Atlanta. So they're all Braves fans. I come in the day of game three wearing a Yankee jersey. You know, and everybody's like, y'all are down on two. You go suck. You suck. They come back and win the series. That was, like, just – that was everything for me. So to watch that, because I had been waiting my entire life at that point. Uh, You know, I had missed the entire entire 80s. They never make the playoffs – 91, 92, 93, mm-hmm. all this stuff. I'm wa- I watched them bottom out. You know what I'm saying? I watched them be as bad as they could possibly be. I saw Steinbrenner get suspended. Curse. Everything. Yeah, Mattingly losing in, in the series against the Mariners and the next year they win the World Series. And that broke my heart too. But mm-hmm. watching them win, that, that game was the, my best. Now the worst, I'm, I'm at a Sunday night football game, Saints versus Jets. The same time is game seven, Yankees-Diamondbacks. So... How are you going with this? <laughs> I, the, the, you know, huge Jets contingency in the Superdome. And the Jets are winning that game. So they're starting to right. file out to watch the TVs because all the everywhere else, they're showing the World Series. So me and my dad, we were like, yeah, the Saints are losing. Who cares? Let's go see what happened with the World Series. Come up top of the ninth. And I had to sit there and watch Luis Gonzalez hit that single. And I'm standing there with nothing but New Yorkers. And it was so silent and just sad. Because it's already sad enough if you're a Jets fan. <laughs> but then you go on and you watch Mo, Mo. blow the save against the Diamondbacks. Happens. And in that year, you know what I mean? In that year, when they had come and gone through a whole – the whole thing went 9-11, and they get to the World Series, and you have Derek Jeter becoming Mr. November, home runs off Byung-Yung Kim, and then for all of that, for Luis freaking Gonzalez. Luis – that one hurt me know more hurt. than the Marlins loss. That one oh, hurt I, me more than the Marlins. I can totally understand that. But I don't know what hurt the most about this whole COVID situation is they kept playing that freaking 2001 series on Yes Network for Yankee. I'm like, what are you doing to us? Like, this is just messed up. What is wrong with you people? You couldn't even play the ones where they were winning? Like, you have to play this? She's wrong. No, it's, it's absolutely wrong. All right. So we're going to close on this one then. Give me your all-time Yankee nine. Um, I'll go through it. I'll give you position, and you give me the name, all right? Do I have to do ones that I was living with, or can I Yes, only players you've seen, because it's not right. Anybody can say Babe Ruth. Anybody can say, you know. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle is my favorite player of all time. Mickey Mantle's in center field, though. You know, don't play the same position. That's a nine. (laughs) That's a part for the nine. But you have to go by, you have to have a team here. All right, I'll know, give you the like, position. You give me the names, okay. all right? So we keep it right. We're going to go around the horn by number. All right? So pitchers we'll one. we just go first, second, base. Okay, we'll do, we'll do it right there. First base. Oh, 
that's tough. I don't know if I want to pick Giambi or if I want to pick Texera. I'd take Tex over Giambi. I would too, but I, I have a little special relationship with Giambi. But yeah, Tex, 100%. Tex is a better, better player at that point. 100%. 100%. Second base. Now, this is fun because I love Didi. I love Alfonso Soriano. Didi is shortstop. Oh, that's right. Didi was shortstop. Sorry, sorry. Didi took over. Uh, that's my shortstop. Yeah. I mean, I understand that everybody wants me to say uh, Derek Jeter, but I love Gregorius. After what he did with filling in those shoes, that boy will always have my spot for shortstop. I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm not even going to forgive. I'm like, if can I pick a captain? Can I pick a side? Because then Derek Jeter, 100%. But Didi. So you put so you put are you putting LeMahieu at second? One thousand, one thousand percent. And Gio Rochelle is at third. Okay, all right. So now we got your infield cover. My boys. Left field. My... Left field. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, was he center or was he left field? Who? Is O'Neill center or left? No, O'Neill was right. Oh, and he was right. Right. Okay. Bernie was center. Bernie was center. Matsui. Left has been played by many people. Matsui? I know, yeah. All right, Godzilla didn't left. So you're going Bernie in center? Yes. And then we're going O'Neal in right? Yeah, I want the temper tantrums. All right, okay. And then now catcher, are you going Jorge? Because I have to. I would rather pick Yogi. But you can't. But you can't. <laughs> I can't. So I can't yes, either. Posada 100%. I can't either, you know, so yeah. So Posada, now you're starting. We know the closer. Always, he's my favorite Yankee of my lifetime. So Mo, know the closer. Always, always. Now starter. Always. Now this is tough for me because I do love David Cohn, but Pettit. No, screw it, Pettit. Uh-huh. He always wins. Pettit is awesome. Love him. And the glare. He had the glare. Andy Pettit under the the, the glare uh, with the, with the hat. The cap is folded over the eyes. The light, the, and it's dark. That I loved it. I, I, and he always came up big. He always came up big. Yeah, he was solid. Now Coney, yeah, Coney. That last game that Coney pitched as a Yankee is one of those ones that I'll never forget. Coming out of the bullpen, his arm is dead, and he just did his job. I mean, like that—that's how you want to go out. Exactly. Exactly. This has been a lot of fun. I have, I have enjoyed this so much. And I hope we get to have another conversation um, yes. as the season goes on. So I hope so, too. Please tell folks one more time how they can follow you. Check out the pod. And, um, and, and like I said, I hope we get to have you back on Hard in the Pain again. Anytime. Um, you can follow me. At, you just type in Danny's dog out anywhere and you'll find me. Um, I use my, my, my like Twitter and everything is Danny Sapola, but literally just type in Danny's dog out. You will find me. I am all over Apple, Spotify, Google play, all the places that you would listen to a podcast. And that is, and I'm on YouTube too. So and Instagram, you can check out her rant on Bo Jackson. It wasn't a rant. It was not a rant. Facts. Yes, facts. They were facts. I like I like to do baseball facts. Those usually go on TikTok. So if you like baseball facts, just come find me. I will do. I do one every day. At least I try. <laughs> so thank you again. Um, yeah, I love talking um, Yankees and I love talking baseball, and and you do both extremely well. Um, thank you. So, I try. Yeah, it's it's been a blast. Uh, so for Danny Sapola. 
I am David Grubb, and this has been another edition of Hard to Paint. Again, don't forget to check out the website, hitpwithdg.com. There's some cool merch there as well. And if you go to Danny's Dugout, she got merch too. So do check out her stuff. She got good stuff. Yeah. So until the next time, folks, peace out.